You're listening to the Harmonizing Her podcast, where ambition finds its perfect rhythm. The show for the multifaceted, multi-passionate woman who's ready to harmonize all parts of herself. Let's get right into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Harmonizing Her podcast. I was supposed to be filming tomorrow, but I just felt so inspired and energized by what I want to talk to you about today that I dropped everything I was doing, set up my filming situation, grabbed my coffee, and we're about to dive in to another episode. And the whole headline that this downloaded in today, I was talking to some of my clients, my mastermind clients, my private clients, and I'm just like, most of y'all do not need a better strategy, okay? Most of you are not lacking strategy at all. And yet so many of you guys are thinking like, if I just cracked the secret code and got the perfect email or hired the perfect person or did the perfect launch strategy, everything would fall into place and that couldn't be further from the truth. Most of you are not lacking strategy at all, but what you are lacking is belief in yourself okay what you are lacking is confidence the truth is you're probably not your biggest fan the truth is you might be your biggest critic right with lots of self-doubt and negative self-talk and essentially perpetuating a story and a narrative over your life that you don't even want and so a lot of people get wrapped up in mainstream manifestation of like I'm saying the affirmations and I'm doing the thing and I'm trying to become a match, but to become a match, you you don't try to become a match, you become a match. And that has so much to do with shifting your identity. The secret to real success and especially quantum leaping growth that doesn't even make sense because a lot of us are craving that illogical growth. And with those quantum leaps and that level and pace and degree of growth, oftentimes you can't plan every single detail to get there perfectly. But what you can do to help yourself build that momentum is increase your capacity to feel joy. Increase your capacity to feel pleasure. This is a leadership conversation, okay? This is not a marketing talk. This is not a strategy conversation. This is a leadership conversation for you to take ownership and true leadership and radical responsibility over the joy that you feel in your life and the pleasure that you create in your life. And in one of our recent episodes, something that I mentioned that changed the quality of my life was romanticizing my life and creating meaningful moments on purpose. And this has so much to do with identity work and purposefully creating more joy in your life. That is where I recommend everyone listening and watching this spend their attention. Because like I told one of my mastermind clients this morning, that is a direct ROI producing activity, pouring into yourself, reigniting your spark, feeling joy, feeling happiness, loving your life, living in the moment, that's the key. That's the secret. There you go. So this month I am reading again, the book 10 X is easier than two X by Dan Sullivan. And 
I resonate with the book so much because so much of the concept that he talks about is identity transformation. And I have been saying for years, my work that we do in my programs and my containers and my coaching, it is about transformation at an identity level. Because when transformation happens at an identity level, again, you become that match and everything around you starts to sync up to where you are. And so the concept of 10x is easier than 2x is that to get to 10x and to grow in a 10x way, like I said, you can't rationalize your way there. And so because when you're thinking in a 2x way, it's very input for output, right? If you want to double your business, the mindset to get there is like, how do we just double what we've done? It's very linear. It's very trading X for Y. And honestly, if you're talking about 2Xing your growth, there are so many ways to 2X. And so that comes with a lot of noise and a lot of indecision and a lot of second guessing yourself, a lot of shiny object syndrome, then imposter syndrome kicks in. It's this like self-perpetuating sabotaging cycle that from the outside is like, it's so clear, like just get the hell out of your own way. But when you're in it, you're like, no, I'm so confused. <laughs> I don't know which direction. I don't know what from down. There's so many things I could be doing. What should I be doing? And those questions are not empowering ones and they're not going to give you more of what you want. And what the book says about 10x is that when you look through the lens of a 10x mindset, it immediately eliminates all of the noise. Because if you're 2xing, there's a million ways to get there. If you're 10xing, there are very few, if not only one way to get there. So all of a sudden, all this crap and all this garbage and all these distractions and shiny objects, they get eliminated. Now, another thing mentioned in the book is that 20% of your efforts are actually creating 80% of your results. And so if you want to 10X, you have to identify what that 20% is, double down on the 20% and let go of 80% of who you're being and what you're doing. So something he says in the book, is that most people resist the 10x way of being because it comes with a degree of letting go of so much of what you know, so much of your comfort zone. And he describes it like as significant as a loss of killing something you love. And I'm like, holy shit, like that is the raw, real truth. When we're talking about identity transformation, it comes with a grievance and a mourning of letting go of so many parts of you that kept you comfortable and that were really familiar to you. And that's why so many people resist letting go and saying goodbye and parting ways and becoming somebody new because it it is grieving. And the book said, let me see if I can remember this right. I didn't write it down, but it was something along the lines of human beings will do more to avoid loss than to create gain. So we're so much more consumed and worry about avoiding loss and avoiding pain that that prevents us from leaning into expansion and identity transformation and ultimately completely changing our life. The book defines identity really nicely. He says identity comes down to two things. The first thing is 
your own narrative over your life. Your own story over your life, which is something that you have complete control and power over. Okay, I'm not saying it's easy to break that or disrupt the pattern of the neg negative self-talk and going down rabbit holes of what if it doesn't work out and what am I missing? It's not necessarily easy to let go of those things, but it's fucking possible. And the second thing that defines your identity is your standards and your commitments. And so here is where the water starts to get murky. We go back to the conversation of alignment. We go back to the conversation of embodiment. If you, for example, have a team member and they are just not performing and you have to constantly redo their work and you're like, I want to find someone else, but I just don't have the bandwidth and you let this go on, all of a sudden your standards sink. Because if you had a high standard and a high commitment to yourself and to your excellence and to the excellence of the company, you are going to nip that so fast because it's a massive energetic leap. It's an identity misalignment and it's not a standard that's congruent to the things that are of meaning to you, right? And so we have situations like that and when we have a dozen of them or a hundred of them, there's a huge energetic misalignment and there's a big identity crisis going Going on because you're like, well, I say my standards are these one thing, right? I say I'm going to commit to this level. I say I'm going to commit to exercising every day. I say I'm going to commit to taking time in the morning before hopping on my phone because that's a standard of mine for my quality of life. But when those things start to slip through the cracks, they might feel like small things. But when you're compounding dozens and dozens and dozens of small things, you have the biggest energetic leak in your life and your success in your business ever. And no strategy is going to help you plug an energetic leak. So simply put, your identity are the things that you're most committed to. And the biggest culprit to me, the things that I see all the time with my clients and the things that I've experienced myself is the narrative and the story over your life. And I was just talking to a private client this morning and she's just, you know, in, in a winter season and she's really in her head. And she was saying like, I'm just constantly getting pulled back to question, do I have a good enough product? Am I putting myself out there in the right way? Am I focusing on the right thing? Like this story, this narrative of I'm lacking, I'm not doing enough, I'm missing something, there must be something out there. That story reflects directly upon your identity, right? And so what I told her is I've never seen you lack an innovative offer, a quality solution, a stellar customer experience. But what I have seen you do over the years is question that and doubt that. So instead of looking at what's comfortable to look at, which is let me whip up another offer, let me focus on this busy work of rearranging things or fucking around in Canva or like whatever the situation may be, why don't we redirect that energy and focus and attention to 
identity work and why am I telling myself this story again? How can I start to disrupt this pattern? And what is the true narrative that I want to speak over my life? And I always think that this is the most important part of having a coach, at least in my my relationships with my mentors, what I look for and what I really prioritize in my own coaching is I can spot it so much easier from the outside, right? I'm not in it, but from the outside, I can say, I've seen you go down the self-doubt cycle a hundred times in the last year, right? How can we actually choose a more empowering narrative, pair that with the strategy and the execution, of course, but that's not the thing people are missing like 95% of the time, an alarming amount of the time. It's more of a lack of confidence and self-belief than it is the tactics. You know, I think I am the biggest testament of this because I always say that I reflect so joyfully on the beginning few years of my business because I had the most like naive, delusional level of confidence ever. I just had the most optimism and belief in myself because I was new. Like my narrative was I could fuck up a million times and still make it work. I'm so young. I have my whole life ahead of me. I couldn't possibly make the wrong move even if I tried. Like when I'm telling you guys the, the blind level of delusion was so there, so integrated. Nobody could tell me I wasn't going to make it. I never dared tell myself I wasn't going to make it. I was truly my biggest fan and I grew in quantum ways. I grew the business to a million dollars in under four years. Years. I quit my nine to five in a year. I made six figures my first year. I made 10K my first launch. Like I took off and I sustained that until postpartum knocked me on my ass. And I talk really, really openly about this because I wish there were more open, honest conversations as I was entering my my motherhood era for me. And every everyone is so, you know, different in their experience. But for me, I really, really struggled because I never heard anybody talking about postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety or the winter blues or what happens to your body hormonally that's going to cause this big change in emotions and beyond that for me it came with massive identity loss and so that version of myself who is like so fucking confident no one can tell me no all of a sudden I was this meek small mousy version of me I feel like I could start crying where I was like I actually I don't know who I am because that version of me is dead okay she's dead I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I like anymore. I don't even know if I'm enjoying being a mom. And my whole world started to implode because of what was happening in my internal world, in my internal state, and in my mental state. So what happened? My business started to implode. And I had basically two full years of just being in that darkness of rediscovery, rebuilding up my own skin, rebuilding up my own confidence because when I was able to finally come up for air and look at the situation, I was giving myself the same talk that I'm having with you right now, which is you're not missing anything. Like you're not missing anything in your marketing. You're not missing anything in your programs. You're not missing anything in your strategy. And you know this, Taylor, this is what I was telling myself, you know this, but you are significantly missing 
your confidence. Like it got to a point when I was in that two year period where I was like, am I even a good coach? Am I even good at this anymore? Am I even helping people? The level of which I was questioning myself was so foreign to me. I have cultivated a lot of like self-confidence my whole life. And this was the first time in all 28 years of living where I was like, I'm not behind myself. And I doubled down on, on that work, which essentially was identity work, identity work, changing my identity because I felt like my identity died, that confident version of myself, this new identity. I'm like, you're fucking weak. <laughs> you're weak. Like this is not who I am, but it feels like who I am. It was such a, a complex period in my life to really digging my heels in and redefining my identity. And for me, I actually took a handle on this from a physical standpoint at first. And so um, last year, I was like, it is time to dye my hair brown. And I'm a natural brunette, but I have been blonde since I started dyeing my hair when I was like, I don't know, 14. Like I've just always been blonde. And there was just this moment in the summer of 2023 where the identity integrated and I was like, okay, like we need to physically represent this in some way. And so for me, that was a big hair change. And I think that's the beautiful thing about being a woman. There's so many playful, creative ways that we can express ourselves from a physical standpoint that that's a great place to start working on your identity and your embodiment. So for me, I was like, I'm dying my hair brown. I remember getting on a call with my private client. She's like, I love your hair. It looks so great. I'm like, thank you. I'm going to receive that. But I should tell you, I dyed my hair for identity work, not for the style. It's just so true. But I'm telling you, I dyed my hair and I was like, the bitch is fucking back. It just took changing my hair to really integrate and solidify the energy that I've been working on rebuilding this whole year and a half. And then I started to explore what other physical representations can really anchor in a new identity. And the narrative that I was choosing is I am that bitch. Like I am chic. I am classy. I am smart. And just really going back to Pinterest, going back to the basics and deciding who I want to be. And I started to change my style. And I wrote a post in December. It's not uh, late after that, that I'm filming this right now. And I wrote a post about red nails, which I still have. I'm going next week to get them changed. But I wrote a post about red nails and just saying, I've never liked red nails because I feel like red nails come with the identity of a bold, bold, brave bitch. And I was like, I am not that person. Like I'm soft, I'm this. And then with this identity work I've been doing, I'm like, actually, fuck that. I am a red nail queen. I started to put like red nails and gold jewelry on my vision board. I was showing my mom my vision board just the other day. We were at her house doing our annual vision boarding day. And she's like, is that your hand? Because I still have my red nails and they're like the same shape. And I'm like, no, it's not, but I'm manifesting. <laughs> and you would be shocked by how significant that is in altering your identity because now every day I'm looking in the mirror and I'm like yes you are that girl okay I'm not saying you have to go cut all your hair off or change your hair like whatever but I'm just saying are you even physically 
carrying yourself the way that you want to carry the identity, the identity that you need to step into in order to 10x. And that's going to require letting go of 80% of your garbage. 80% includes the stories that aren't helping you, the narratives that aren't helping you, perpetuating the wrong questions of what am I missing and what am I doing wrong? And I was just literally talking to um, a mastermind client this morning. She's in her own launch of her mastermind. She's like, I had a few applications come in, one person secured, but I haven't heard a peep otherwise. And what I said to her is that's definitely one way to look at it. That's one story to tell over the situation, but to prompt you to step into your 10 X, what if we actually flip that to, Oh my God, I've only been talking about it for two weeks. I already have some applications coming through. One person already secured their spot. I can keep up that momentum. This feels so good. I feel so grateful. Like that right there is the fork in the road where you have a choice to lead yourself to 10X or to continue to operate in the stories that you don't wanna be true in the narrative that you don't wanna claim over your identity and sitting in a situation where you're just totally misaligned and pretty miserable on top of that. This year for my vision board, I cut out two big pictures, one of Taylor Swift and one of Alex Cooper, because I'm like that level of being in your own lane and boldness and bravery and paving paths and breaking records and feminine fucking power. Like that's the identity that I am holding close, that I am claiming, that I am choosing actively to step into and embody and be congruent with every single day. So next time you're feeling like maybe I'm doing something wrong Maybe I'm missing something in my marketing. Maybe my strategy needs some love. Maybe, just maybe, you need to look yourself in the mirror, start falling in love with yourself again, increase your capacity for joy, tap into your pleasure, do things that make you happy, change the story that you are telling yourself, and start to transform your identity. And everything around you, including your business, We'll start to meet you there. Something tells me every episode I'm gonna end up saying, I think this was my favorite episode because this is another one that goes down in the books for me. So I hope you loved it as much as I did and I will see you in next week's episode. That's a wrap for this week's episode. As always, I'm your host, Taylor Slango, and it's my mission for this show to be a catalyst that empowers you to break free from all the boxes and stop trying to niche down who you are. Make Make sure to stay connected by subscribing to the show, going to taylorslango.com forward slash podcast to join the free Harmonize weekly newsletter and connecting with me on Instagram at taylorslango.